to the Teach Happier podcast. I'm Suzanne Daly, your delighted host. Let's get into the healthiest headspace and heart space for our upcoming week working in schools, whatever our important role may be. Last week, we were invited to consider some of the negative feedback that might come our way and determine if it's from a sender who is credible, loving, and positive, because if so, then we lean into it, or if it isn't, we protect our head and heart and consider those words and actions as junk mail and not let them into our house. This week is about routines. My good friend Lindsay has a buddy who loves to say, have a good day on purpose. I just love that. Have a good day on purpose. So how do we do that? How can we proactively set the conditions to have a good day on purpose? I'm often asked a version of this question from readers or listeners. People will ask me, how do you move through your days in a pretty happy and healthy headspace and heart space? Now, if you've been in the Teach Happier community a while, you know that I work really hard at this. Feeling anchored, content, aligned, steady. It takes discipline and priority. Well-being is not found. It's created. So this week, I'm going to share my non-negotiables of morning and evening routines. Things that are a part of my daily rhythms that make a big difference in my well-being and happiness. And then next week, we'll zoom out and I'll share some of my routines and rhythms that I practice weekly, monthly, and yearly. So here we go. As I share my list of the things that I consistently do in the morning or evening, think about your morning and evening routines and habits. What helps you create and sustain your sense of well-being? Let's start with morning routines. My morning routine actually begins the night before. So before I go upstairs to bed, I make sure that two things are ready for the morning coffee, and clothes. The first thing I do is I make sure that the coffee maker is ready to start automatically at 5 a.m. I know some of you are rolling your eyes at this. I'm just sharing my routines. So setting the coffee the night before helps, quote, tomorrow, Suzanne, tremendously. When the coffee's all set, I walk upstairs, and as I'm brushing my teeth, I put out my workout clothes, and I put them right by my bathroom sink, so they're there for me when I get up. It's my way of practicing Sean Acor's 20-second rule. and Get those clothes out ahead of time so I'm not spending one second in the morning to do so. Gets me a little closer to my good habits. Okay, now we fast forward to the morning. I wake up an hour before my husband and kids. I know, but it works. So my alarm goes off and there are my workout clothes ready by my sink. I put them on, and I come downstairs to enjoy that automatically started cup of coffee. An important part of my routine isn't just the coffee. It's the fact that I enjoy it alone. Alone and in complete stillness, all caps. 
family is busy and peopley, school is busy and peopley, and I need to start my day with some time without the people. So I pour a cup and I sit quietly for about 15 to 20 minutes. And then around 5.30, I head down to the basement and spend about 20 to 30 minutes moving my body. Well, good morning, Cody Rigsby. I don't love walking down the stairs to exercise, but I love how I feel when I am walking back up 20 to 30 minutes later. Exactly 100% of the time, when I exercise in the morning, I have more of all the things during the day. Patience, energy, creativity, productivity. I just feel better. So after some time in quiet and then time to move my body, my house starts waking up around six. Our daughter is in high school and our son is in middle school, so the day just starts a little early. But now I feel ready, like really ready to begin the day. The third and final thing I do every morning is while I'm getting ready, I'm going to listen to a podcast, both getting ready and driving into work. These morning podcasts, they challenge me either intellectually or maybe spiritually. It's serious stuff, cerebral and earnest stuff that provides inspiration or perspective These are podcasts like Kelly Corrigan's Wonders, Jen Hatmaker's For the Love, Everything Happens with Kate Bowler, or The Happiness Lab with Dr. Lori Santos, just to name a few. These are podcasts and content that gets my head in the right space. So in summary, the three things I do every morning to get myself well is spend some time alone in stillness, move my body, and listen to something that will enrich or strengthen my head or heart. Then I go about my day doing the things at school, and then the after-school routine begins. Remember those cerebral podcasts I just talked about from the morning? Uh, No, ma'am. No, sir. After work, sharp left turn into complete and utter nonsense. It's Watch What Crappens, All Things Iconic, The Deep Dive, I just want to laugh and have a little pop of serotonin in between the schoolwork and the homework. Insert child, husband, dog, household things. Then we get around to 8 o'clock at night-ish. And around 8 to 8.30 is where I start my evening routines. Around this time, around 8.30, I try my best to shut down text messages. Some nights it's easier than others, but I really do not try to get involved in back and forths after 8 or 8.30 because I need my brain to detach a bit and start getting into a calm, content space. After detaching from my phone, now we start doing the things like programming the coffee and getting my workout clothes out. And then I do my most impactful daily practice. And many of you already know what this is. I write in my gratitude book. Been doing this since 1999. I take about 10 to 15 seconds and I write down two or three great things that happened that day that I'm thankful for. Then I climb into bed and I read a fiction book. 
And it's important that it's a fiction book because I get lost in someone else's story. And that allows me to tune out of mine for a little bit, get my eyes tired, and fall asleep. P.S. Right now, I'm reading Kristen Hanna's latest book, The Women. It is so good. So let's zoom out and pause about these things. These underwhelming things. Time and quiet. Exercise. Inspirational media. Nonsensical and absurd media. Minimizing phone noise. Gratitude. Reading. These are things I do to have a good day on purpose. And these seven things aren't wild. They are two-degree shifts in thoughts and actions that allow me to move through my days feeling as anchored, grounded, and steady as realistically possible. Putting morning or night routines into place is not meant to make our life feel overly rigid or overly structured, but it's a way for us to put some things in place that we know are going to make us feel good. I mean, even on the crappy days, these things will hold. Our invitation this week is to examine your morning and nightly routines and see what positively impacts your overall wellness. Make it a good morning. Make it a good night. With purpose. On purpose. Small shifts bring the biggest gifts. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's Teach Happier episode. If you'd like to connect further, hop on over to SuzanneDaily.com or catch me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter.